Merry Christmas from the Koromoto Horn Duo. I'm Drew. And I'm James. And this is our holiday special of the Complete Musician Podcast, where we're going to talk about uh, Santa Claus and candy and eating and uh, not candy corn and presents and all the other things. Yes, and eggnog and uh, snow and Santa. They already say Santa. You did. Yes. Okay. And uh, Mrs. Claus and elves and reindeer and Rudolph and Frosty and I run out of Christmas things. And maybe music. Maybe. Maybe. Because... But we're here to discuss about uh, all the things that you should have done this year to qualify as naughty or nice on Santa's list. Yes. I mean, if you were an avid listener of our, of our podcast and you practiced and you did your scales and did all your technique, then clearly you're on the good list. You're not going to get coal. If this is the first time that you've listened to this podcast, then... You're also on the good list, so congratulations. You dodged a bullet there. Right. So uh, we just have a bunch of fun holiday activities planned with some uh, fun little musical jingles in between, maybe a surprise at the end for all of our uh, music students who are nearing the end of their semester or reaching the end of their semester. Or hopefully by the time this is posted, they are done. But the memories of the end of the fr- the uh, semester are fresh in their mind. Right. And so we just have a, uh, a bunch of fun things to do today and are glad that you're here to enjoy them with us. So one of the first things that we're going to do is uh, a fan favorite from our Halloween special, which is, of, of course, uh, storytelling and storytelling in the most sensible way, which is through the use of Mad Libs. Yay. Uh, because nothing says coherent storytelling like random words thrown into a mix and then read with uh, with seriousness. And so, if you know me at all trying to tell a story, then you know that I can't get through anything without at least 25 diversions and random tangents. And at least that's what my wife tells me. So, <laughs> so we this may is probably a little like that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll find out. But... We're either going to throw some nice little music in the background here or maybe even fast forward through our, our word selection and kind of get right to the, the meat of the story. I'm not sure which one we're going to do yet, but nope. we'll see. Okay. We live in real time. YOLO. It's the stupid man's carpe diem. <laughs> That's the <laughs> truth, right? <laughs> TM, trademark. Okay, so with this one, let's just go back and forth, and then it can be both of our story here. Okay. All right. So this story okay. is called... Christmas feelings, and the synopsis here is... It sounds like a Hallmark movie. It does. Oh, yes, it does. Today is Christmas. I was so excited. That's the intro. So, okay, Okay. Okay. give me an adjective. An adjective. Jolly. Jolly. I'm going to provide a noun, which is going to be bowling ball. Give me a noun. Um, Hedgehog. Okay, I'm going to do another noun, which is turnip. Give me an adjective. Peppery. Ooh. Adjective. I'm going to say blue. Adjective. Okay. Here we go. Christmas feelings. Today is Christmas. I was so jolly. 
I couldn't wait to see what my family got me, and I wanted to give them the presents I got for them. For my mother, I bought a bowling ball. For my father, <laughs> I bought a hedgehog. <laughs> Poor family. Oh, man. But my brother and I fight all the time. I bought a turnip for him. He hates those. Oh, well, that's, yeah, all right. It is actually worth I ran to the Christmas tree, and I was so peppery at the number of presents. How can it be? My brother was right behind me. His face was so blue. Suddenly, I saw my father. You've been so dyslexic this year that we <laughs> thought this was fair. We sat down oh, to no. open the presents. My mother bought me a verbose tree. She is so holly. My dad bought me a stovepipe hat. This made me feel a little bit Christmassy. Hmm. Finally, hmm. it was time to open my brother's present. I felt sweet. I thought I could hear some tuba-ing in the box. I tore off the paper. It was a sleigh. I mugged. I looked at my brother. <laughs> I was so merry. I can't wait until he opens his present. So I'm going to that turnip? mugged was as like either looked at a camera, like office style, right. like I turned and mugged, or mugged? like a hot chocolate. Like I, right? I don't. I'm not sure what a mug. I mean, I know what a mugging is, but I'm not sure that this is like the same. That was a very interesting word choice by our lifeline giver. Yeah, I know. Dyslexic also, I'm pretty mugged. sure that the brother in this story already got a turnip. Yeah, what he else did. Is he already got a turnip. There for him to get. Well, oh no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's gonna have a bad Christmas. All right. Well, that was a fun Christmas activity. Mm-hmm. Christmas stories. Yeah. That's what a part of Christmas is all about. It's just gathering around the fire with family, telling stories, singing songs. You know, what's songs are integral one? to Christmas. What's with that one Christmas carol? Which one is it that? Because I'll I'll be very honest. Um, when Christmas music starts, you know, because now it starts at like Thanksgiving or even earlier. Oh, definitely I, before. Yeah. And I can't I, I can't listen to it then. I just I can't. I always like it comes on the radio. I always I turn it. I can't deal with it. What's that one Christmas song that talks about telling ghost stories? Uh, chestnuts, right? Chestnuts, the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on open fire. Jack Frost snipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by. Wait, maybe not. A choir and a bunch of. Oh no 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 no! no, no. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ghost. Okay, yeah. Ghost stories. If we really, yeah, if we really wanted to do a fun activity, we'd like you tell me a Christmas song, and I'll try to recite the lyrics because I know none of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I know no Christmas or lyrics just at the all. Title. Like it's the most wonderful one time one. of the year. <laughs> That's how I sing. Them. A cheer. Right? Okay, that may be another activity we do later today. Um, oh, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, ghost stories. I have never thought ghost stories were a Christmas activity. Why is that part of that song? Well, it's the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Is it really a Dickens reference? Uh, I am going to assume it is. I'm assuming they're not, like, reading Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, because when I hear ghost stories, I'm like, okay, we're clearly going to talk about, like, the Scream trilogy with Ghostface. Like, that's what I think of when I think ghost stories. True. Yeah, or the paranormal things where people go in with those detectors and they don't ever find anything. Yeah, I'm totally picturing American Horror Story, not, yeah. you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. What mm -hmm. is the origin of that song? I, 
I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful joy. time of the year? Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year foraging. Alright, Google. I wish I had Alexa or somebody, then she would tell me. Um, song content. Ooh, Johnny Math has recorded this. He's like a thousand years old. Oh my gosh, his voice sounds like a clown. I can't, like, every <laughs> every time he comes on the radio, I'm like, is this a joke? I always think it's a parody, and it's not. That's um, because he's a thousand years old. Yeah. But, sorry, I mean, Johnny Mathis fans, I'm sorry. Send all your hate mail to me, but I I, I can't stand it. Um, let's see. It's, uh, oh my gosh, you're exactly right. Wait, no, hold on. It says on our trusty Wikipedia site mm -hmm. is that it's among the activities included is the telling of scary ghost stories, a Victorian Christmas tradition that's fallen into disuse but survives in the popularity of a Christmas carol. Oh, okay. But they used to tell more, is what you're saying. I guess. I, I, I'm huh. assuming. But I just never thought, I didn't know that that was a part of Christmas tradition a long time ago. Well, I guess... It's recaptured in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Uh, the true story, I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen that entire movie. It's really weird. Okay. It, it always has seemed really weird. Well, because that's it's always seemed Halloween-y. Yeah. It's Halloween-y. It it's is. scary. Or, like, mm -hmm. it's not scary, but, like, it's... And also Christmassy. Right, I don't... Well, we'll debate about Christmas movies in a little while, okay. but that's... Okay, well, anyway, sorry to divert on that tangent. No, that's that's totally fine. Uh, in fact, talking about Christmas songs is appropriate because uh, this special is actually sponsored um, by some Christmas songs, by an album that's coming out this year, and I'm really excited about it. I, I think it's something that, you know... It, it, the world needs, and it speaks it's, for thousands and thousands of people. It's very relevant and needed in today's society and culture, and I think you'll all really enjoy the recordings on this very new album that's just coming out very soon. So, enjoy. Are you a gigging musician? Do you usually find yourself on the road traveling to and from Nutcracker performances? Do you also feel like regular Christmas songs just don't understand you? Fear not, for this season brings tidings of great music and empathy for your gigging schedule. Introducing the hottest new Christmas album on Napster, the Gigging Musician's Christmas Album. Featuring songs like that old classic, Traffic's Slow. to get to this gig and no matter which way i go traffic slow traffic slow come on let's go what note is this what note is this in my car b part is it a or e or a g to start this chicken scratch is so hard to so I guess I'll just smile and fake it. That favorite western, Fast Food Graveyard. 
My car is a moving fast food graveyard. Taco Bell and Wendy's everywhere. Now some may say that fast food ain't healthy. But Super Size Me taught me it's okay. The oldie but goodie next paycheck. The orchestral debut of international superstar boy soprano Spike Thunderpants. Going fast, so order your copy today from the number at the bottom of your screen. Okay, and we're back. And so now it is time to talk about one of the other great traditions of the holiday time, which is not singing, but watching. Specifically, watching Christmas movies. The visual of Christmas time. Yes, the non reading storytelling of Christmas time. Um, because there are just so many good movies. And, I mean, you think of Christmas classics. movies. You, you think of the the old classics, the really feel-good movies. And then yeah, you have, I think like, of... Yeah. yeah. I think Wonderful of, you know, Life, some of them, right? Um, right. I think of, you know, Slumdog Millionaire. I no. think of no. um, Legally Blonde. Nope. I think of nope. um, Caddyshack. I think of... Um, those are Christmas movies. Nope. They're not? No. no then what makes a Christmas movie? Santa Claus. It or has to the have Santa? general spirit of presence. <laughs> wait a minute. So you're saying, that, wait, the general spirit of Christmas? The spirit of Christmas, which ranges from I'm a little kid and want to believe in Santa Claus to yippee-ki-yay, I'm going to take out these terrorists. Here is our first debate. Is Die Hard Christmas movie. Okay. Ring in your answer. Everyone vote on your phones right now. Call us in. This is a live it's not mm-hmm. a live show. But anyway, vote vote on Twitter or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah, make sure you call in, please. And, uh, and before we talk Use the phone number flashing at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> and donate. Uh, you can <laughs> guess who's going to say what in terms of my opinion versus your opinion. Who can, who thinks what is what? I, I actually don't remember. Can you really? We talked about this before. We have never spoken of this topic in the entire years that we've known each other. Okay. I, I'm not sure how we overlooked that, but anyway. <laughs> okay. I am going to take the side that, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Okay. Defend your position. Because it takes place 
during Christmas time, there's Christmas decorations. Okay, if you're watching a movie and there's pumpkins carved in the background, you're like, this is a Halloween movie because why else would they be there, right? So this is a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. There's Christmas stuff. It's the spirit of giving and also of taking, and taking meaning lives, but giving in terms of hope. <laughs> that was so good. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Keep going. Uh, th- no, that's it. I don't need to justify it past that. Why is it? Uh, why, what is okay. your thought? This is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. First of all, it, it, okay, it occurs, it, it all falls on Christmas Eve, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so. fine. But I even have literature to back it up, okay? This is an editorial from Rotten Tomatoes, a trusted source, okay? And it, it just explains... Trust, uh, spoiled fruit. I'm just saying that Rotten Tomatoes is generally right in films that I watch. Uh, this outlines all of the main points. Like, first of all, uh, the most basic requirement, like you said, is that it falls on Christmas, right? There's the mm-hmm. presence of Christmas. Yes, presence could... in more than one sense of the word, yes. Okay, that's entirely incidental to the plot. Why Entire... would they choose that? That holiday party that they were at, that could have been replaced by any number of celebrations. It could have been on New Year's Eve. It could have been a New Year's Eve party. So. Um, and... Uh, he could have, I mean... Would the cop have been buying all of those snacks on New Year's Eve? You never know. I mean, I can't, I cannot say. I was not the script writer. I, and and yes, it is about the giving and taking of lives, but not so much the giving, but mostly the taking. But, But taking is the spirit of selfishness. Christmas is the time for giving. So technically, he should have been bringing people back to life for it to be a Christmas movie. I mean, in a way, he did. If you think about it, in a Maybe. way, he did. Maybe. Ugh. I, I just, I don't think it had to be. It, it, the main point that people say it's Christmas movie is because of a Christmas Eve. I just don't think it had to be on Christmas Eve. The whole thing could have been on any other night, and it'd have been fine. Okay, so. You know, think about Santa flying into sleigh, and then he comes down or drops presents down chimneys, and then boom, there they are, right? So when Bruce Willis, um, who <laughs> I'm actually forgetting <laughs> what his name was in the movie. Anyway, when Bruce Willis dropped Hans Gruber down this building, which was lit up like a Christmas tree, and he dropped him onto the cop car for the cops, that was like Santa delivering a present. Oh my gosh, hold on. I'm sorry. Tangent. You're right. What is... John McClane. John McClane. John McClane. I was like, I I totally blanked on that. Okay, keep going. The most generic name of all time. Absolutely. Um, So he's basically the personification of Santa Claus. And you know the famous scene where he's climbing in the air duct, right? Yeah. That's basically a chimney. It's all... Oh, is it? Oh, that's... That's a stretch. Um, hold on. So is pa- uh, Santa's uh, pants waistband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so is mine. I after almost didn't Christmas get that one day. out, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a minute. Uh, well, let's also say this. Okay, speaking of John McClane, a.k.a. Bruce Willis, um, even he said, not a Christmas movie. 
Well, he was he just even paid said to that. act. He didn't write the thing. I know, but it's... He doesn't uh, speak for me. But he he even says it's not a Christmas movie. It oh. was released in July. Yeah, Christmas in July. Hello? It was... No, that's... It's... No, 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 no. Okay, that's, anyway, let's let's talk about a movie that is undeniably a Christmas movie. Okay, um, we'll go back to Slumdog Millionaire. No. No. Are you sure? I feel like I could argue that. No. Okay, fine. That's another day. There's not enough time. Instead, <laughs> we're going to talk about my favorite Christmas movie, which is Home Alone. All and right. This is here, an... too, is musically, it is amazing. Okay. Okay, Check out you're John right. Williams' score. It is fantastic. Oh, that is right. Um, and this is another reason, or another thing that in all the years that we've known each other, we have never discussed this. Mm-hmm. And that's because, because it doesn't need to be discussed because it's it's well, well, right. And it, I'm not a I, I'm not not a fan of Home Alone. I just it it had to be at least 20 years ago when I saw it. So I don't know anything about it except there's a kid named Kevin, mm-hmm. and that his awful, terrible family mm-hmm. somehow forgets a child at home. Well, that's because Kevin and then there's a disease. That's why. Does he really? <laughs> You're such a disease. That's this the lines. Oh, see, I don't know that. I don't even get the <laughs> reference. And the, and all I remember is at the end of the film, there's a crazy lady with birds. That's it. Home Alone 2. That's Home Alone 2? Yeah. Is that the one with Donald Trump in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh, is that the Lost in New York one? Yes, that's Lost How do you get York. lost in New York? Anyway. Uh, right. All the streets right. are numbered. It's uh, a grid system. Anyway. Okay, we're we're done referencing stand-up. Um, yeah. So here's okay, the so thing. Okay, it's definitely a Christmas it. movie. Right. I, I agree with you. Yes. Good. Yes. Because it takes place during Christmas. It's all yes. about Christmas. There's Fine. Christmas music. Everything everything is Christmas. Right. The interesting thing is it's completely uh, – there's no way that this could happen in real life. You have to suspend belief because it's so absurd it would never happen. Well, that's the only kind of movie I like, you know, or the only reason I watch some things, you know. Why else would I like SpongeBob SquarePants? So that's, you know, suspending disbelief. But, I mean, just there's so many things that go wrong that shouldn't have, and there's no reason that any of this should have happened. So, for example... Is it all Kevin's fault? um, No, no. Kevin was a neutral party here. He just, you know, he had to sleep upstairs because he got in a fight with his mom and he just they then they overslept and somehow he sleeps like uh, you know crazy didn't hear all this commotion when they <laughs> left him uh, and didn't realize it because happen? they're terrible parents again yeah terrible terrible, parent. terrible. so I, I don't know and then the burglars I mean they're just they're lovable you gotta love them but it's like Kevin just call the police you know like, and don't be so scared. It's fine. That's, yeah, that was my whole point, is why didn't he, like, call the police? I mean, he they called the police, his parents did, to go check on him, but why didn't he do it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because he took it into his own hands, because he's a kid and he's dumb. Right. Um, would you set up paint cans on your staircase? If I were painting? Uh-huh. But would you tie him to rope and then swing them down to hit people on the head? If I oh well, I think that was 
obviously a defense mechanism he used. I prefer sarcasm in a gun, but I uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess pink hands on a string work too. Okay, what about this scenario? If you're trying okay. to um, if you are trying to show these criminals that you in fact are not home alone, but yet your family is home, how would you do that? Okay, if I'm trying to convince them that I'm not home alone, but my family is home. Mm-hmm. Like, say, you know, during the evening, they're going to drive by. What would you oh, do? Oh, turn on all the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Check the, I would, the Kevin list. Okay, I would um, turn on some TVs. Okay. Um, I would... What else would I do? Uh, to convince someone that I, I might like put a car in the driveway. Okay. He no way for him to do that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what else would I do to convince someone that I was not alone? Um, I uh, make a make a fire. Have fire coming mm-hmm. out of the chimney. Make smoke mm-hmm. come out mm-hmm. of the chimney. That's um, this is a hard question. But also one that I need to know in case I need to convince someone that I'm home. Right. Well, okay. Some things from the Kevin issue. playbook then okay. would be taking a cardboard cutout, which I think was Michael Jordan, and attaching it to a train so that it would keep moving around to create a silhouette of someone who apparently really is smart. really good at moonwalking in a circle. <laughs> That's really smart. Uh, and then have a bunch of mannequins laying around and attach strings to them so you can then move them Yeah. with ropes. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. And, yeah, all the lights on, music, uh, stuff going all over the place. Yeah. And somehow that apparently convinces people. Yeah. But not these two robbers. Uh, no, it, it did. They thought oh, they did. were home. Yeah, he fooled them. Oh. But then they came back. Oh, but they came back. Oh, well. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. If Home Alone was created I, nowadays, it's, it's been so it wouldn't long exist since because I've you seen just it. have a cell phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, there, there'd be no way Home Alone would even exist now. Like, I it is a smartphone <laughs> would ruin that entire movie. First of all, Kevin wouldn't have slept in because he would be still up playing Fortnite on his computer, <laughs> and then right. the parents wouldn't have slept in because no one uses plug-in alarms they have their phone alarm and that wouldn't matter if the power cycled because they'd still get up right yeah no and uh they wouldn't be able to get through ts8 (laughs) that's for sure no so heck no and you wouldn't realize no though they are that's like grounds for like not abuse but like neglect that's that's like grounds for child like negligence is the fact Mm -hmm. that they left their how many brothers and sisters did he have oh too many Okay, so, okay, well, there's that. But then getting through TSA, how did you not realize, like, the, you know, 13th of your 13th children is not there? Like, how do you do that? Um, also, what about all the time between, like, the whole van ride to the airport? Wouldn't they kind of look around the van and go, hey, wait a second. Uh, head count. Right. Yeah, we're taking attendance, and then, oh, someone's not here. Yeah, right. Like, he doesn't get a free pass. Like, it just, no. He, mm. right. a, they, they are clearly, they, they should be have been charged with negligence on that one. Yeah. Well, Terrible parents. 
Oh, well, anyway, fun fact too. You know the movie, the gangster movie that's within Home Alone. They made special for that movie. Obviously, I think it's um, Angels with Filthy Souls or something like that. No. Oh yeah. They, so they had to, they filmed a whole little mini movie, and John Williams even wrote like a mini little gangster score for that. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. Hilarious. But the music is good. You're right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that's enough about Home Alone. We, yeah. uh, I think I ranted and raved about that for way too long. Probably no yep. one's listening anymore. Okay. And if you're not, well, you're on the naughty list. Right. So, so there you go. Um, unless there's any movies that you want to talk about, what I think would be fun would be to for us to make a movie. Let's make a movie. Because some of the most derivative, un, um, uh, uninteresting, well, I don't want to say uninteresting, Hmm. But non-imaginative movies these days are, of course, Hallmark Christmas movies. They all ha- have just this... It's the exact same movie, and there's like 7 million of them. So... Okay, I've got it. We're going to... Oh, yeah. We're going to make a movie, and I've got exactly how we're going to do it. Okay, how's that? Okay, I found an online plot generator. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. All right, Okay. Um, here's what I need from you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to change this because it says, what type of story do you want to tell? And it says, overcoming a monster. I, no, we're going to change Christmas. this. Yeah, right, it's going to be a Christmas Unless movie. the monster is Hans Gruber. No, no. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the monster is greed. Because Christmas is a time of giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here's the thing. Um... Here's what I need from you. I need three locations. Okay, three locations. The first location is going to be the big city. The big city. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second location is going to be a cushy ski lodge. A cushy ski lodge. And? And the third one is going to be... Better be good. A climax. Two hours later. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? This is exciting. What, what does this have to do with Christmas, first of all? Oh, my gosh. It wrote the entire screenplay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't think that we have a choice. We have to do this. We have I, to perform it, send it to me right then? now. Or um, are you just going to read the whole thing? No. Oh, no. I cannot do this. No, we've got to do this right now. This is the... I'm so excited. Okay, everyone... For your listening pleasure, you're about to be privy to the newest hit blockbuster of the Christmas season, played by the Koromoto Horn Duo. And here we go. Introducing the newest Christmas blockbuster to hit this season, Litterbug Greed, a screenplay by Big Mac. Scene 1. The big city in the afternoon. Arrogant painter Lord Harold Smith is arguing with rambunctious hairdresser Mildred Thunder. Harold tries to hug Mildred, but she shakes him off. Please, Mildred, don't leave me. I'm sorry, Harold, but I'm looking for somebody a bit more brave. Somebody who faces his fears head on instead of running away. I am such a person. I'm sorry, Harold. I just don't feel excited by this relationship anymore. Harold sits down, looking defeated. Moments later, boring housekeeper Master Casper Barlow barges in, looking flustered. 
goodness, Casper. Is everything okay? No, I'm afraid not. What is it? Don't keep me in suspense. It's a, it's greed. I saw an evil greed demoralize a bunch of bystanders. Defenseless bystanders? No, I guess defenseless bystanders. Move in heck, Casper. We've got to do something. Yeah, you're right, but I wouldn't know where to start. You can start by telling me where this happened. Well, I was... Casper fans himself and begins to wheeze. Focus, Casper. Focus. Where did it happen? Oh, it was at the Cushy Ski Lodge. That's the Cushy Ski Lodge up the mountain. Harold springs up and begins to run. Scene 2, a Cushy Ski Lodge. Shortly thereafter, Darth Sparkle, a litterbug greed, terrorizes two bystanders. Harold, closely followed by Casper, rushes towards Darth, but suddenly stops in his tracks. But what, what? What is it? What's the matter? That's not just any old greed. That's Darth Sparkle. Who's Darth Sparkle? Who's Darth Sparkle? Who is Darth Sparkle? Only the most litterbug greed in the universe. Well, blink and knickers, Harold. We gotta gonna need some help if we're gonna stop the most litterbug greed in the universe. You can say that again. I'm gonna need the powers of imagination and knives. Lots of powers of imagination and knives. Darth turns and sees Harold and Casper. He grins an evil grin. Harold Smith, we meet again. Did you mad? Yes. It was a long, long time ago. Scene 3. In a Denny's later that day, Harold and Casper walk around searching for something. I feel sure I left my powers of imagination and knives somewhere around here. G are you sure? It does seem like an odd place to keep deadly powers of imagination and knives. You know nothing, Casper Barlow. G we've been searching for ages. I really don't think they're here. Suddenly, Darth appears, holding a pair of powers of imagination and knives. Looking for something? Crikey, Harold, he's got your powers of imagination and knives. Tell me something I don't already know. Well, Earth's circumference at the equator is about 40,075 kilometers. I know that already. Well, did you know I only have four toes on my right foot? While Darth is looking at Casper with disgust, Harold lunges forward and grabs his deadly powers of imagination and knives. He wields them triumphantly. Prepare to die, you bitter bug turnip. No, please. All I did was demoralize a bunch of bystanders. Final round. Fight! Fatality. One of the bystanders passes Harold a cute puppy. I think they want you to have it as a symbol of their gratitude. I couldn't possibly. Well, if you insist. Harold takes the cute puppy. Thank you. Harold turns to Mildred. Does this mean you want me back? We're back with more exciting selections from the Gigging Musicians Christmas album. 
continue your holiday traveling merriment with our favorite cautionary song, Potluck. You better watch out. You better choose right. You don't want to get food poisoning tonight. Beware the between shows Potluck. The musical theater classic, Oh Little Band of Nowheresville. Everyone's favorite poetry slam Christmas tune, Oh Christmas Gig. Oh Christmas Gig, oh Christmas Gig. I'm tired of Tchaikovsky. Oh Christmas Gig, oh Christmas Gig. This orchestra can too. I'm pushing in, I'm pulling out. My ear is now in total doubt. Oh Christmas Gig, oh Christmas Gig. There's only one. More service. The opera aria to bring warmth to your gigging season, Silent Night, Freezing Night. Contemporary Christmas singer Johnny M. gives us his pop version of Oh Holy Crap. Oh Holy Crap, the gig starts in five minutes. I'm running late, left my music back at home. I lay on the horn for those under the speed limit. Oh no, I hope that my horn is in the truck. And even more. But wait! Order now and we'll send you two for the price of two. Included with each album is a plate of Grandma's famous Christmas cookies and the last season of Gilligan's Island. Merry Gigmas and happy traveling! back so everyone we want to thank you for listening to our special holiday episode we hope you got some laughs out of it uh if you're still with us after we debated die hard and home alone and then we read you that awesome new screenplay uh coming out probably coen brothers we're not exactly sure we're going to sell it to but Mm -hmm. it'll be 
be pretty good, pretty popular. So we'll keep you updated on those deets. Uh, but we're going to leave you with an original song that we've written. You know, we, we figured this is, well, like our, our sponsors' songs that have, I think, touch a lot of people. Um, this song is from our experiences both as students and as teachers, and I think that you will commiserate with this. We hope you enjoy. Uh, it's a rendition of the 12 Days of Christmas, but with a bit more of a personal touch to it. You'll see what we mean once you listen to it. Um, but after that uh, is the end of the episode. Thank you again for listening uh, to us and blather on and talk about, you know, lots of things and divert and tangent <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But we hope you have a very happy and merry Christmas and holiday season and safe travels. See you next time. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. A jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Too much stress and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Three all-nighters. Too much stress and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Four hours of sleep. Three all-nighters. Too much stress and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Five days left to withdraw. Four hours of sleep. Three all-nighters. Too much stress and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Six stupid finals. Five days left to withdraw. Four hours of sleep, three all-nighters, too much stress, and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Seven crying <laughs> lessons, six stupid finals, five days left to withdraw. Four hours of sleep, three all-nighters, too much stress, and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Eight Christmas concerts, seven crying lessons, six stupid finals, five days. Oh, left I hate this class. Four hours of sleep, three all nighters, too much stress, and a jury that I'll probably forget. At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have nine cups of coffee, eight Christmas concerts, seven crying <laughs> lessons, six stupid finals. My parents aren't gonna find out, right? hours of sleep, three all-nighters, too much stress, and a jury that I'll probably forget. Am I playing again? At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Ten crunchy tacos. Nine cups of coffee. Ugh, not another nutcracker. Seven crying lessons. I'm not gonna be here for the final. Five Sorry. days left to withdraw. Four hours of sleep, three all-nighters, too much stress, and a jury that I'll probably forget. 
the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Eleven late assignments. What can I do to get an A? Nine cups of coffee. If I hear jingle bells one more time. I just can't do six it. Six stupid finals. Five days left. I'll just take the double. Four hours of sleep. What day is it? Too much stress. And, and a jury that I'll What room are we in again? At the end of the semester, here's all the things I have. Twelve minor scales. Can I still turn this in? What do you mean you're out of Baja Blast? Nine cups of coffee. Help me. Can Six I come take the test? Five days left to withdraw. Four hours of sleep. What are your office hours? What grade am I going to get? And a jury that I'll probably forget. forget.